Welcome to another program. We are going to be kicking it off another um, interesting study. Spirituals is still the thing that is on top of my mind. And it's something that I still um, pursue and think about every day. And I think it's um, probably going to stick with me for a while. But this particular subject is the area of spiritual warfare. Mm. And I, I realize that it's a law, it's a big talk topic <clears throat> it covers a whole spectrum uh, pretty much a whole universe of conversation mm -hmm. and so i wanted to dive into it you know just kind of touch it now and then in a future time what i'd like to do is really spend some time and develop like a documentary documentary mm -hmm. where we really discuss and break it down into a very um concise um doctrinal view of all the elements involved in that area of spiritual warfare. Yeah. Logistically. Uh, logistics. Yeah. <clears throat> and so what I'm thinking for today is we cover kind of a brief, and, and I'm thinking about young men who are getting involved. They're born again, 18, 19, 20 year olds, hmm. and they're getting involved in uh, Christianity. They're becoming aware of this. And they need to have some advice. And so I, I wrote down in my notes right here, you see what I wrote underneath the uh, spiritual? Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Fatherly advice. Yeah. So, in, in, you know, if you were to think about these, I'm going to turn some AC on real fast. If you were to think about these young men, and I remember being young and finding out about this world and mm -hmm. just jumping in all the way, I thought, oh, man, I want to be in on that. And getting involved in any time there was um, some kind of a spiritual deliverance session that needed to take place, I wanted in. You know, yeah, well, yeah. Me in. and most people do. So it's yeah. very intriguing to them. Yeah, and so that's why I thought that it would be a great idea for us to just have a discussion mm. and talk talk about it. It, 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 it. I don't know. What do you think that we're, as young men, why are we drawn to it? It's like... You know, after many years, I was like, I don't want anything to do with it. Right, right. But right at the beginning, I was drawn to it. I wanted to, I, I read in scripture how Jesus cast out demons, and I thought, oh, shoot, I want to do that. So what do you think it is about being a young young man in the Lord? and, and you get, zeal. Yeah. Yeah, I know that everything you learn, you get excited about it because you want to you experience it. Yeah. And Christ is, the, you know, he's revealing, he said, uh, said that uh, flesh and blood does not reveal this to you but my heavenly father. So he keeps, he reveals things to you by order of maturity. I think we talked about increase to inherit and how mm -hmm. you, so that's how he does it. Uh -huh. And so what happens, he'll lead you into something and then he wants you to experience it. And then once you really learn that pretty good, then he'll take you to another domain. Everything's about domains with him, uh -huh. another region, another realm, another territory, another geographical realm that belongs to him that he wants us to take. Now, I tell you where the real issue that I, I the breakthrough for me the major breakthrough, of course it happened to be with a, an encounter I had in Downey, California. That began at a young age. How he saw it and how he spoke to me, it set me on a new course. So when you look at the New Testament, especially spiritual warfare, or it doesn't matter what it is—salvation, healing, deliverance, blessings from the Lord—doesn't uh, really matter what it is. Prosperity, uh, it's from an already an accomplished fact. Mm -hmm. It has been done by Christ. So what we make the mistake in primarily in charismatics and uh, 
Pentecostals, those are the ones who really go more af- after the spiritual warfare, but they go after it to win a battle rather than going after it realizing the battle has been already fought and won. And now this is about taking the spoil. Do you know how to take the spoil of mm-hmm. what somebody else has already conquered? Mm-hmm. See, it says for this purpose was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Well, did he do that? He did that. Well, he did it, but you look at it today and say, no, he didn't. Well, he did. Now, he either did or he didn't. Yeah, I think one of the reasons we, we would say, well, no, he hasn't, because we look at the condition of, sure, that's of it. you know, just um, the rebellion. I, I read Romans today. And I read the whole book, mm. and I started chapter one, and you know chapter one. Yeah, it talks about the condition of individuals and how they were given over, and um, it it it's a reality that that they get to a place where they just don't want to listen to God anymore. They that's the deal. See, that's the deal. We've made a we made a, a a labor out of spiritual warfare, and when you go into it already on the victorious side that I'm, I've already won this battle because Christ won it for me. Mm-hmm. And my whole, my whole objective now and purpose is to take the spoil. And what someone else has, has conquered, what someone else has fought, what someone else mm-hmm. has had the victory over, I don't have to fight what Christ fought. That's the primary thing. I don't have to do the same fight. I don't have to fight the devil. I don't have to fight demons. When you command them to come out, that's not a battle. Mm-hmm. That battle's already won. They have to obey you because somebody's already conquered that land. Mm-hmm. So when we look at it from a king's uh, invasion, mm-hmm. rather than from, again, from a religious perspective of, of church entity or how, how, you know, how we filter uh, war, Warfare. If you if you filter it through the kingdom, there was a king that came, and he destroyed the work. He destroyed Satan, and, and and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Now, did he or didn't he? He did. He did. Yes. Now, and when you take it from that perspective, now you're moving your tenses. You know, and, and and what's interesting when you read when you quoted that scripture, I thought about the meaning behind that scripture. It talks about a procession, that he, you know, how in in Rome when a when a uh, a Caesar, yeah. a conqueror, <clears throat> when he conquered a kingdom, he would bring them back with him. He sure would. He would bring a train behind him, and he would march them in the procession in front of the Colosseum and yep. show everybody who he has conquered. He displayed it. He displayed it openly. Yeah, and when you and when that scripture says and having spoiled principalities and powers, mm-hmm. now if you look at the word having, that's a past tense uh, mm-hmm. perspective. It already happened. And so it, it, the thing when he said it is finished, mm-hmm. the the thing that we've missed on that is this has all been. A, it's, it's a statement. I mean, it's been accomplished. This has been done. Now, where we make the mistake is in becoming small gods, or if you would, we filter it through a, mas- a, a savior mentality, and we try to replicate what Christ has done. So, well, he's going to do it. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have to fight that battle. You have to. You've already. You've already. He's already won that battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now you move in from this t- term, and this is what I do in warfare. I step into it from the scriptures, partakers of his inheritance. I'm a partaker of what he's already done for me. Now, let me give you some examples here. One of them is, is so profound. It works so well. You got these 10 guys, they're in prison. And the president of the United States, uh, he, sends, he, he sends out a, a pardon to every one of them. Now, they are free. It's, it's done. What the, what the president did is done. 
Now it depends on what they do with that. Now, the, what will regulate or determine what they do with it is what they believe. Do I believe this is the the prison trying to get me to escape so they can whatever? Mm-hmm. Is this true? Is there is there a catch or whatever? But all ten doors will be opened, mm. and the guy that walks out is the guy that believed it. Plain and simple, he's free. He walks out. The guys that don't, they stay in prison. They stay in bondage. They mm-hmm. stay in sickness and disease and depression, oppression, mm-hmm. anxiety, frustration. But they've already been free from it. Mm-hmm. They haven't grasped. They're not partakers now. Partakers from the from the even in the Greek, uh, that's two two root derivatives. You're making one statement. So you reverse it. You take part. What you're supposed to do is take your part. And the part that you're taking is what Christ gave you this part. And so when we move into spiritual warfare, now I, I just, in fact, interesting, I just had a couple of my, over my house right before I went to Mexico, which was probably, I'd say, a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. He's wanting to uh, get off meds. And this is the tricky situation. You have to know what you're doing. So when I brought him in, <clears throat> And which is one of the mistakes on uh, taking the Word of God at face value, what a lot of Christians do. They want to enter into a warfare. But then I said, okay, now, first thing I asked him, I said, so now you what? You, you're believing God. that he, And this is where I, I, I said this to nail him because I knew what he was doing. I said, so you're believing God that his Word already provides for your health and your healing. Well, of course it does. And I said, and it does. So I said, now you're beginning to stand on a, are you standing on a belief or are you standing on faith? Are you taking this, do you have a strategy? I said, the first thing you will need is you will need a clear strategy going into this. The reason is on spiritual warfare, Satan keeps it on two primary aspects, the individual, which is you, mm-hmm. and then it keeps it on the, the what you're fighting for, wanting to get. Mm-hmm. Both of those, are, that's the error. There's, there's the, the satanic victory. He's already got you. What you're wanting to do is stay on Christ and his word, what he's already done. It's not, a lo- it's not any longer about me. This has nothing to do with me. So, well, you're the one fighting for what? What are you fighting for? Well, you, th- there's things you, you'll have to enter into battle for. There's no question you will. But you have to enter into it on the basis that someone has already won this. And then when it gets down to it, because I said to him, well, when you get into this, what's going to happen is it's going to get on you. And then, you, then in a few days, well, man, I thought this thing was, I thought I had this thing. I thought I knew what I was doing. And, you know, the scripture says, but it doesn't seem to be working. And I tried this and it didn't work. And This is because it was focused on you and your problem. Mm-hmm. It wasn't focused on Christ. And it gets focused on you and your problem. You've already lost the battle. That's where Satan, that's the strategy of Satan. If I keep it on Christ, and here's what Christ showed us as our master. He said, if you be the son of God. Christ said, it is written. If you, if you, if you, if you, can I get you on you? No, mm. it is written, it mm-hmm. is written, it mm-hmm. is written. Mm. The whole revelation that Christ revealed to us is don't let it get on you. Mm. It gets on you, then you're going to go into the five sense world. Mm-hmm. And Satan knows that. He, does, how's that feel? Do you still feel the pain? Is the pain still there? Do you still feel the problem? You still got that headache? And, oh, yeah, I do, man. Well, you just moved it back into it hasn't been done. So what happens is your belief is countered. <clears throat> excuse me. Your belief cannot sustain you, 
substantiate you unless you have faith. Now, faith is, it says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the rhema. Do you have a word from God, spoken, not a word from God that you've read? Yeah, I've heard you talk about <clears throat> this before, and, and, and I came across it a couple of times in the last, um, the last week or so. I'm aware of it. I understand what it means, but I have I, I found that I haven't been paying attention. That that's ah. a significant word. Yeah, it's very significant. Very significant, and, and it's it's a word that's become life to you. It's become yeah. a part of your life. It's not just a written uh, uh, document on a piece of paper. Right. I can read that Bible from just Revelation, mm -hmm. and never get a rhema. Mm -hmm. Never get God to speak to me concerning this personally. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example. Uh, which is why we're doing this right now. Send the message, send the word. Mm -hmm. That's a rhema. Mm -hmm. That's a spoken word to me at 3 o'clock in the morning, January, on the river. Mm -hmm. Now, that right there has carried me from January 2013 to this very present day at this table. Mm -hmm. I'm still... Mm -hmm. Still consumed by it. Yeah. I live it every day now because mm -hmm. the rhema is the voice of the Lord. It's the oracle that mm -hmm. re, that keeps you. It brings life. It, it's it's a breath, life giving spirit. It's mm -hmm. a life. It's a because every voice of God and every word of God is God indwelt. It's God breathed. Mm -hmm. So it has the breath of life to it, <clears throat> mm -hmm. and boy, it affects you tremendously. But here's what he did. He believed. That by his scripture healed himself, took our infirmities, bare our sicknesses. He believed all these scriptures, but the faith was not there for it. Mm -hmm. Now, faith is where you reach in there and you lay hold of. Mm -hmm. See, now here's the thing <clears throat> hope, it, the two primary strategies you have to have you have to have faith for your spirit, mm -hmm. but you have to have hope for your soul. Mm -hmm. You have to anchor that suke man, that yeah. soul man. Mm -hmm. And if you do not have the faith where you go back to what God said, not what you read, mm -hmm. but what God said. Mm. If you can go back to what That's God good. said, you have got the victory. That's great. So I'm going to tell the little story I probably have, but it's very vital. I'm in my early 20s, 22. And just a surprise sure. to you, uh, if you look at the monitor over here, I'll, I'll show I'll show the audience real fast. Uh, but this is... <laughs> I am so much more handsome now. <laughs> I must, How old was I there? This was probably 19, my, my guess it's 1985. Oh my goodness, Joe. Yeah. That was with Paul and Jan. Yes, yes. And that was a story that I was telling him about the encounter that we're talking about right yeah. now. In, in fact, you're probably going to be going into it right now, but this is, this, this was the, and I found it online and, and it's, and it's what made me want to have this conversation. I was in, uh, down in California living at that time and I just got the revelation on healing. And I did know that the scripture said that they excel in strength and hearken to the voice of his word and they obey his commandments. The angels referring to them. And uh, I got the revelation that I was healed. And uh, uh, I was so excited about the truth that I was well, I could, I could live healed. And I, I woke up sick. <laughs> you know, about four or five days after the revelation, well, I woke up sick. Well, that's typical of scriptural principles because it teaches us that the word comes and and then when the word comes, faith comes. When faith comes, Satan comes. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, and then uh, goes on and teaches that patience comes, experience comes, hopes comes, if we know how to continue on. Part of that warfare that has to that's go that on. warfare. Too. you got to fight the good fight of faith or fight for what you believe. And, mm -hmm. and I'm really stimulated by that. I like to fight for what I believe, you know. Amen. I do. I think it's worth fighting for. Good. So um, I remember the first night I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning after I got this revelation. About a week later, I woke up sick. I woke up three o'clock sick, and man, my bones are hurting, and I was I was feverish and hurt all over, and 
And I said, oh, here he comes. Here comes Satan immediately. Steal the word of God. So I was excited. I counted all joy, not the sickness, but what I knew. I knew if I'd, I'd counted joy uh, because the trying of your faith worketh patience or puts to work the force of consistency. And the Greek word there for patience is hupomene, which means constancy. And I was so excited about, well, be consistent. If you was healed yesterday, you're healed today. You're going to be healed tomorrow. If you was healed 2,000 years ago, you're going to be healed from now on. Mm -hmm. So I was going to remain constant with the revelation. I got out of bed really excited about, you know, being consistent, not just faith, but faith and patience, you know, being consistent with what I believe. And I uh, got on my knees, started praying, well, it left me. And uh, the, the sickness. sickness left me. And uh, I was rejoicing, went back to bed and went about my business the next day and got home that evening and went back to bed at 3.30 the next morning. I woke up sick. Well, I got out of bed, was going to be consistent again, and did the same thing, and, and uh, was really excited about being healed and everything, and went back to, I uh, got healed, I th the sickness left my body, went about my business again. Well, this went on for five nights in a row. It came at 3 o'clock, 3.30, 4 o'clock, and 4.30. On the fifth night, this sickness woke me up at 5 o'clock in the morning. And I was very uh, sick, and I got out of bed, and I said, my goodness, I've got to be, remain consistent here. I'm going to lose this thing. Satan's coming to, to, he's coming as a thief. Well, a thief comes to take that which someone else already has, or he wouldn't be called a thief. <laughs> so as he comes, he just confirmed it was mine. Mm -hmm. And he's trying, he's a thief. <laughs> if he wasn't a thief, he wouldn't be taking it. And if it belonged to him, he'd come and discuss with me about uh, the title deed. Mm -hmm. But he didn't. He comes as a thief to take what's mine. And so I said, well, thank God I'm healed. But on the fifth night, I remember getting out of bed, but I was also, like Dottie was saying a while ago, I was tired, I was weary, and I was thinking, this stuff doesn't work. You know, I was starting mm -hmm, to, and I said, no, no, I can't do that. There's inconsistency to the revelation of the Word. So I said, no, I, I can't get tired here. I can't quit believing God. Got out of bed, but I, but I remember when I walked in the living room, I got on my knees, as I have done on, on all the other four nights, and remained consistent. I so wanted to be so consistent, I was religious about it. I want to go to the same place and kneel down the same way. I was trying, I was learning consistency. You know what I mean? I didn't want to deviate. Maybe a little bit overreacted, but uh, hallelujah, I got the results. Now, there, what are you going to do with that? So, <laughs> but no, it was a little bit religious. I knew it was, I knew I was overreacting, but I was teaching my soul man how to obey and how to represent and not substitute even then. And uh, I remember when I kneeled down, I felt real strange, real strange. And I, had come, I have come out of my body on numerous occasions, and I was aware at that time that this was one of those experiences I was about to check out. And by the way, I don't have, it's one of those like uh, was shared that you don't, you know, it's not you. You don't know, you don't have anything to do with it. It just all of a sudden I felt it. By I, checking out, you mean you thought you were going to? I knew I was coming out of my body, whatever that means. And out of the body Out experience. of the body experience. I knew I was going to. And I said, oh. And when I, I, when the moment I said, oh, I, my hands fell. I was already on my knees, but my hands fell and collapsed under me. My head hit the floor, and I stepped out of my body, walked about six or eight feet to the right of my body, stopped and turned around, looked back at my body, and things started going through me that it's a shell. I really am spirit, soul, and body. I'm a triune man. That's just mm -hmm. a shell. Mm -hmm. I looked at myself, and I was semi-transparent, uh, but I had a form, and I thought that was unusual. I had some uh, uh, tremendous ability to measure uh Space and distance, which I've learned to do now, which we call it uh, uh, measuring space. We're able to do that with people's lives and locate where they're at in, in the spirit and things like that. But I was learning some things at that time. Uh, Genesis says there's a, uh, no, Ezekiel, excuse me, uh, 47 says there's a, uh, one of the pastors of Solid Rock, one of our bishops there, he just ministered this recently on a, a man with a line, in it, a measuring line in his hand. Well, that man's Jesus. He knows how to measure. Mm -hmm. And so I found myself in the spirit able to measure the crevices like, uh, uh, around the wall, even like uh, uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, floor, around the floor, you could feel like stairs or something, or even where they had molding and casing. And I could feel the depth of it was different than just a, a normal wall around it. I thought, this is interesting. A new dimension of perception. A new dimension of perce perception, mm -hmm. uh, of measuring. I've learned to do that now. I've learned how to incorporate that and get my soul and body in control where we can do that. I'm still working on it, but I'm able to do that when I come in contact with an individual. You'll know, measure them where they are in the spirit. Uh, Proverbs calls it the law of measure and balance, which God hates. and uh, It's an abomination to him, an unjust balance. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the words says, he pondereth the hearts. And that Hebrew word for ponder means the level. He's the equalizer. He's the bulldozer. He will level out the dirt and level your life. Bring balance. And so he's the equalizer. So he does that by measuring. But anyway, I was uh, uh, stepped out of my body, looked at it, and I thought, it's just a shell. I had a strange thought. It was like a turtle. I, I thought about the turtle. I thought, you know, I, I was raised in Arkansas, and I remember a lot of turtles that I'd see out in the woods when I'm hunting and stuff, and, and they're just a shell. And I, re I reflected on that as a child. I said, that's what this body is, a body without the spirit's dead. I, I died. There's no telling how many times I've died in life and didn't know it. You know what I mean? <laughs> every time you check out your body, you die, according to what James says. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I turned back. When I did, I turned back. I, I did like this. I just looked. When I turned back, I went, whoa. I was from about from here to that camera, which is about maybe another six or eight feet, were two demon figures in, standing there looking at me. And the one on my left was taller than I am. He was about uh, maybe six foot. Uh, and uh, big and grotesque looking. The one on that was the one on my left, and then the one on my right was about my size, a little a little thinner than I was, same height, and very intimidated and shaking. And I thought about the scriptures: the devil's fear and tremble. And I thought this guy is afraid of me. <laughs> and remember now, I'm a novice. Now keep mm -hmm. this in mind: if all you want to judge me, don't do it. I mean, <laughs> I did some things I wouldn't do now. I didn't. I was about maybe two years old in the Lord at that time. And so I didn't have a lot of foundation on me to throw out a lot of scriptures. I mean, Jesus wept was a scripture I had to struggle for. You know what I mean? I just couldn't find John 3.16 or anything. When I looked at him, uh, I lost all my theology. And at that time, I didn't have a lot. But whatever I had, I lost. And I sat and looked at him. I thought, and I don't mind. If anybody would like to be there and see how, how you come up with a great revelation, I'll, I'll put you there and see what happens. But I remember looking at him, and the one on my right was intimidated by me or by whoever was in me, Christ in me, the hope of glory. And, uh, but the one on my left was very bold and confident. Some of the features were very grotesque. Uh, one of the most astounding things that I remember, there's about half a dozen things I remember about these demon forces. But the most astounding was, standing straight up, their hands came to within four to six inches of their ankles. Mm. Standing straight, and so... Kind of like an ape. Very ape-looking, but extended mm -hmm. even than an ape. And mm -hmm. I thought, how gross that looked. It just looked abnormal. Mm -hmm. uh, how many knows they're abnormal? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yes. that's a good perception. They were. And so I looked at them, and they were abnormal. They had long, uh, gross, uh, coarse-looking hair all over them. Their faces did have a mixture of man and animal mixed into it. And uh, their fingernails were about two to three inches long, solid black, and curved as in a rainbow. And uh, looking at me, and when I... I'm sitting there uh, blank, man. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was going, coming down at all right then. I couldn't put it together. But I remember the one on my left being about six foot, and he maybe weighed about uh, 200, if, by natural man's judge, 200, 230 pounds, somewhere in there. And I remember looking at him, and when I did, as uh, the sister just preceded me, uh, Betty Maltz, uh, there was no communication. It was thought process. It was a, a sort, certain type of mental telepathy, but not as we have in clairvoyance and demonic activity on the earth. But it was, there was no vocal communication but there was but there was communication. there was absolute communication and you could hear it but 
what what did they say to you? Well, he uh, I remember the first thing he got my attention was when he brought up his finger to point at me. He uh, he got the way he brought it up got me because he doesn't pick it up like you and I do because it's our hands are close to our body. He had to kind of throw it up. He threw it up like that and then threw it back out at me because mm -hmm. he had to flip the hand up. You know, it was so mm -hmm. long. He did it like that. He threw his head back and he started laughing, very sardonic. And uh, it provoked me inside. I got very provoked inside. Uh, somewhat fearful. Okay, a whole lot fearful. <laughs> somewhat fearful, but very much provoked. Mm -hmm. And the provoking began to overrule the fear. There was a, a trembling. I didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who they were. And uh, I had been prepared for that day because he had given me a half dozen to a dozen other out-of-the-body experiences in dealing with this thing, but I had never seen any. I was hitting them all in the spirit world and doing spirit warfare, but I had never come to this face-to-face -face confrontation. He said, as he threw his head back and laughed, he says, you're wasting your time. We've been sent here with a commission, and you're wasting your time. Hmm. And very confident. Uh, have you ever met him to go around, on, go around in twos in, in, the, in this earth? I, I, I have a, never seen Not demons, but that's demon. humans. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm oh, talking sure, about? Oh, yeah, sure, come sure. on little bicycles, and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay, they get help. Well, one's always the confident one, and one's the trainee. Mm -hmm. You ever notice that? Yep. I noticed that right then in the spirit. I said, ah, here's the hot rod, and here's the guy I wish he hadn't driven the car at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay. And, uh, student and pupil. Student and pupil, absolutely. And uh, the, the perversion. Or of, teacher and pupil. Well, be teacher I mean and pupil. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the perversion of Christ and make disciples. They do the same thing we have to do. Really? Yeah, they have to take one, Elijah and Elisha, mm -hmm. and they've learned that and tried. Well, he said, I'll be like the Most High, so not mm -hmm. different. I'm going to be like him. And uh, so anyway, I, when he said that, uh, of course, 15 or 20 scriptures just rolled up in me, and I just confessed them and went back to the bed. I wish it was so. Not a scripture came to me, man. <laughs> I couldn't think of Jesus' web. <laughs> I couldn't. I'm serious, man. I'm thinking, what in the world? And the problem came, the thought was, well, is, is that so? I was beginning to agree with him. You know, mm -hmm. two people agree on earth. And I was about to agree with him on earth. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord, is that so? I mean, am I wasting my time? And I knew what that five days was about. It was warfare about my body. Mm -hmm. And God was closing the door to demonic activity in my life in sickness if, I, if I'd win this battle. I had to win this thing to, to maintain. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I stood there not knowing what to do, it seemed like a long time elapsed. And I stood there and stood there. And he kept on humiliating me and humiliating me and humiliating me with his laughter. And I'm getting more angry, but don't know what to do. Is his little buddy doing anything now? His little buddy's still trembling. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> and I'm joining him. <laughs> he's, he's real green. In yeah, he's real green. And this guy's got me is about, about where this guy's at. But now I'm, I'm being intimidated. I'm feeling the intimidation and the unsurety. And I'm, I'm groping for something. Okay, what and, happened? Well, what I hear a sound. And it sounds just like a Superman. Uh, a sound that he used to make with a swoosh. And I knew it was coming from afar off. I knew it was coming fast. Now I think back on it. God is light. He travels at 186,272 miles per second. That's just cruise. That's not when he doesn't <laughs> kick it in, boy. And then I think, here he comes. He had kicked it in. And I heard this. I, I, I heard this sound. And I, I stopped. And I noticed they stopped. The, the distraction was coming. And I heard this sound. It went like this. He goes, shh. And landed right behind me. Boy, when it did, I want you to know something. The atmosphere changed. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my, my. Reinforcements. Oh, man. Mm. And uh, I remember 
I couldn't turn around. I wanted to so bad. I wanted to turn around so bad. I couldn't turn around. But I remember keeping my eye on this big guy. And I got, I want a glory in my Jesus on this. The laughter was over. He had turned his laughter to mourning. Hallelujah. <laughs> but he had, the joke was over and he knew it. Now he knew more about than I did. I guess he'd been there before. This is my first encounter, both with him and with him. You know what I mean? In this respect. And these guys, I'm sure, have rehearsed this for 2,000 years or more. And, uh, but standing there and feeling a pulsating energy starting to permeate through my spirit. I mean, in other words, it didn't come through just like one area. It began to permeate from my head to my feet. And then he did something. And uh, like I said, whether this was the Lord Jesus himself or a dispatch angel, uh, I don't mind. I, don't, I have no problems which one it was. I, either one was take sufficient. Any hey, they did, whoever he was did a fine job. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. And he laid his right hand on my left shoulder. He put it up there like this. He's still standing behind me. He had it like that. And when he touched me, uh, about 440 went through me of electrical currents. And I, I, I went like this. Went, <gasps> and for a long time, I couldn't hardly even breathe. I couldn't catch my breath. I just, I, I couldn't breathe. I was electrified, literally. And as the current went through my body or my spirit man, here's what he said. And this is the statement he said that later made me wonder if it was Jesus or an angel. So, but he said by this terminology, my son... Hold fast that which you have. Now, that's a beautiful thing for him to say. <laughs> I didn't know what I had. <laughs> I, was, uh, I sat there thinking, I didn't, what do I have? What do I have? What do I have? I, I hold fast to anything if I knew I had it. You know what I mean? I'm going to obey. Hallelujah. I'm willing and obedient. Glory to God. What do you have? And I tried to figure out what I had. And then the revelation hit my spirit. Scripture started coming. Hold fast the confession of your faith, nothing wavering. Hold fast uh, that which you have is another scripture. Hold, hold fast to the, uh, prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Mm-hmm. And I had proved the word of God that I'm healed. Yes. He was saying, you hold fast to your healing. Don't you believe the report, neither by your body nor by the dispatch of demonic spirits. You hold fast what you have. And all of a sudden, it changed the whole thing. Did when they I revela- slink away or yeah, how did they leave? They, they did, but after uh, a few boldness hit me and I just duplicated what he did I just picked up my finger and pointed to him and I started laughing with the joy of the Lord and I said no 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 you're wasting your time you're wasting your time I said I'm healed you know I'm healed God knows I'm healed I know I'm healed and I said the battle is over and I turned without foreknowledge and we stepped back in other words I had no control for some reason I just at that moment I turned walked back into my body and stepped back into it like a pair of pants kneeled down even into it in the same position when I got down then I, I came back up in the body hmm. boy I knew it was back in the body because man I hit against the wall <laughs> fear my heart just and I, I was up against the wall like this I, go on. I was looking around like this okay okay you guys I, was doing like this. I said you guys are still here <laughs> but I said nothing's changed nothing's changed I said I don't care how I feel right now because I was, I, I was healed. My body was healed, but fear is trying to grip me, boy. And my, I'm back in my this physical body, and it's restricting me, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I said, nothing's changed. <laughs> nothing's changed. I said, I'm healed. God knows I'm healed, and you know I'm healed. And I said, and then boldness hit me. Goes, let me tell you something. <laughs> and I said, it's over with. And I'm going to bed and get my sleep. Mm. And I said, I tell you what, you and I, I said, don't criticize me for this. I wouldn't do this again. But here's what I said then. I said, I tell you what, you guys can do as I go to bed. 
you big one here, you can sleep on the couch. And I, I, said, I did, I'm telling you, man. And I said, you little one, you can sleep here on the floor. And in the morning when I get out of bed, I'm going to step over both of you, eat my breakfast, and go about my business. And I said, it's over with. <laughs> one of the things that I remember hearing was the statement, you have to believe in it before you believe for it. That was it. That was it. I was, Very important. I was asleep. Uh, when I, that went through my spirit, man, and I come out of my sleep and said, I got it. <laughs> and it, that's the foundation of you can't believe for anything if you don't really believe in it. And I'm going to tell you the secret. that This is a real, mm-hmm. this is a vital little nugget right here. When I open up the Bible, before I read it, I tell myself, I believe this. Mm-hmm. That I don't oh. care what I read. Oh, I see. So you, I believe this. You per you um you go ahead of yourself yes. and you say okay this is what i believe this is the scriptures of the lord yep. and then you adjust to them when i say i believe it that shuts down reasoning logic mm-hmm. arguing debating don't understand it not sure of that mm-hmm. none of that comes up i believe this uh-huh. i believe in this mm-hmm. and then whatever it says i can believe for it's easy it's easy to believe for mm-hmm. it if you le- really believe in it but the problem with people is they don't really believe it see they're going to mm-hmm. try it Oof. And you're not going to get anywhere by trying. Satan will outlast you. Mm-hmm. And that's why you lose your anchor to your soul. Mm-hmm. And your soul gives up before your spirit really experiences the partaking of it. Uh, the other thing that I, I keep, uh, I've been hearing uh, in your conversation right now through the process was um, the word comes. Yeah. Faith comes. Faith comes, Satan comes. Satan comes. And then patience comes. Yeah. And then experience comes. Romans and, 5. And then hope comes. Exactly. Yep. I read it today. I'm like, oh, man, that's that's all up in my notes. Yeah. So, experience. He used the word there, experience. Mm-hmm. That, in other words, he shows you from the beginning to the end how you can operate, walk all the way through it to an experiential realm of it. And you have to have faith and hope. Those are always going to work together. And in any, in any form of spiritual warfare, you have to link three primary factors of your strategy. These three words are imperative. You have to, and by the way, they're linked in Scripture, faith and patience, faith and hope. Mm-hmm. So you've got three things. You've got faith and patience and faith and hope. Mm-hmm. Now, James said, and this, one, this is where the battle really becomes victorious. He says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Mm. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Mm-hmm. The thing that I saw in that verse when I, when I first laid hold of the revelation of it, I said, oh, it's no longer about faith. Satan is not dealing with faith. He's wanting me to stay away from consistency, constant, <laughs> joyful consistency. Do you believe it? Do you believe it now? So my greatest victory, mm. that my first greatest victory, I was born sickly, weakly all the time, had a spirit of infirmity, had a number of them, had a lot of buddies ran around with. Mm-hmm. But uh, that night of that victorious moment with me, with Christ, was when I saw clearly, I, I mean, I was in bed, I saw that verse, mm. I saw that. It just opened up. Mm. And I said, Satan wants to keep you on the faith. It's the trying of your faith. Where are you out through the test? Wow. Keep on saying, using your faith, saying your faith, saying your faith, confessing your faith. Mm. When in essence, forget it. Now let patience go to work. Be constant, consistent. And I, I saw it so clearly and I remember getting on my knees my first night, and I lifted my hands, and I said this, nothing's changed. 
I was healed 2,000 years ago. I was healed 200 years ago. I was healed two months ago. I was healed two weeks ago. I was healed two hours ago. Mm-hmm. Now, however, I said it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. probably didn't say exactly words. That was mm-hmm. probably 50 years ago. Yeah. But the issue was it showed you that the time element was conquered by uh, patience. Time is not conquered by faith. Faith is. And hope is your future. Right. So if you move out of out of the faith that right now is a partaker, move into hope, then eventually I'm going to get healed. Eventually mm-hmm. I'll get saved. Eventually I'll go to heaven. Eventually, eventually, mm-hmm. eventually, eventually, eventually. Eventually. It's not and there's no warfare. Work. You don't win nothing no. there because eventually never comes. Right. But patience is you already have it. Now stay constant with it. Mm-hmm. So you start moving into I'm partaking of my health. I'm partaking of healing. I'm partaking of a sound mind. I'm partaking of Christ wisdom and knowledge. I have that now. I already have that. I'm a partaker of that by faith. I have already received that. Mm. Now he's going to come. Satan's going to come for that. He's mm-hmm. going to test. Do you really believe that? Yeah, I have faith for that. I've told Satan a number of times. <clears throat> do you, when he said, and I've heard it, do you really believe that's far beyond believing Lucifer? Mm-hmm. I have, have faith for it. Mm-hmm. Way beyond believing. It's absolutely a fact. It's written. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to discuss belief anymore. But now then he said, I'm going to test what you believe. I'm going to put it to the test. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love what a Herbie Zell pastor had. Uh, he's an apostolic man out in California. He, he would tell the body of Christ, I'm going to teach on healing. <clears throat> now, a lot of sickness is coming. And he said, <laughs> he, would, he said, now, I'm going to teach on prosperity. And a lot of y'all are going to suffer trying to pay your bills. <clears throat> and he said, because Satan comes. And he comes to test that, that very factor. Wow. Do you believe? Yeah. The trying of your faith. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not God testing us. He mm-hmm. tells us that. God doesn't test us with wicked and evilness. Satan comes Satan to steal comes. that word. He comes to steal the word, mm-hmm. not steal your health. Mm-hmm. See, it's not, it has nothing to do with That's you. That's amazing. This is the thing we have to realize. Is you've got to stay away from you. It's got nothing to do with you. Wow. You think he's coming to steal your health. He's coming to take away your prosperity. He's coming to make you depressed. No, he's not. He's coming for the word. He's only interested in Jesus. He's not interested in you and I. We're subordinates to him, but not to him in Christ. Mm-hmm. But to him, we are nothing. <clears throat> but in Christ, he, wa- he wants this battle with Jesus. And so he's not interested in your what you say or what you believe or what you think or whatever. He's interested in when you start using the word. Mm. When you start on the word, he comes for the word's sake. He doesn't come for your health's sake. He doesn't come for your blessings. He doesn't come for your finances. He doesn't come to repo your car. He'll be glad to do that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does enjoy that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the fact of it is he's come for the word. So really what you do. To really win any battle consistently over and over again, you have to tell yourself, this got nothing to do with me. This got nothing to do with my faith or my belief. It has to do with my position on the word. Mm. Now I have faith and belief. That is important. But it's not about what I believe and think. Or You know, I wrote that book, uh, Believers Versus uh, uh, Disciples. And the, the reason that I put that in that, wrote it that way is because believers can believe anything. Today they believe they're healed. Tomorrow they don't believe they are. They write the books why some get it and some don't. Mm-hmm. You see, they failed. They they're the ones that failed in their test because it got on them. Because when the pain comes or the fever comes, now it's about me. Mm-hmm. I forget about the word. Oh man, I woke up at 104. I've had a fever all day long. See now, mm-hmm. now he's got us on the five rule five realm census. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, you know. Uh, what happens is that 
you begin to renew your mind to the Word. To the Word. And you start <clears throat> seeing in Scripture that we were healed. Okay? So Satan's immediately going to come to get the Word. And so most of the time what happens is you believe it. You believe it. You believe it. You believe it. But then you get a headache. Yeah. And you go to the, you know, you go and get rid of the headache. Yeah. Or you get sick. Yeah. And you start trying to put together a plan of how you're going to, what doctors you're going to go to, what treatments yeah. you're going to go through, yeah. all that process. And that's not, that's not really uh, a rhema word on the healing that you received 2,000 years ago. That's exactly right. It's just a knowledge of what Scripture says, but it has no real power. It no. doesn't, not yet. And not so, yet. so see, the Scripture says, that "For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them." But the word "preached" did not profit them, mm -hmm. not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Mm -hmm. You have to mix faith with. Now, here's what makes the rhema valuable on the logos. Now, we're not talking about God speaking. Mm -hmm. Now, that's right. that's a person. Right. But when you're reading a scripture, and you'll see that thing. People say, "Well, I got that scripture, man. I was quick and it was made alive, mm -hmm. or whatever." Well, really, what happened was <clears throat> that in your faith, your faith. You mix that scripture right there with faith, and it profited. It begins to profit you. Mm -hmm. And Joe, we go back to mm -hmm. well, a while ago again. What we're talking about on that, he come for the word. Say, I can't tell you how valuable that is in, in intercession, right. in warfare, in, in spiritual warfare. Uh, so it, he, the, the emphasis is based on. He'll, you'll hear this all the time. It's always about doubts. I mean, it's always bringing doubts. Satan is. I thought you were healed. I thought you said you were healed. Mm -hmm. And you'll say, you start if you say this word, you're, it's over. I, it's over with. Mm -hmm. All you have to say is, excuse me, you need to be talking to the scriptures. It is written mm -hmm. that by his stripes ye were healed. Past tense. I've already was healed two thousand years ago. I was saved two thousand years. Remember we talked. Mm -hmm. I think maybe the last time, whenever mm -hmm. about. Uh, not only does Satan come, Christ came. Mm -hmm. When he came. Healing came, salvation came, deliverance came, righteousness came, justification, sanctification. It all came. Right. It's already come. Mm -hmm. It's come. We're not waiting for the second coming. We're, we're, we've had it all now in the first coming. Now we're waiting for second coming. It'll come. Yes. But the first coming, did it come? Did it come? Mm -hmm. And did he accomplish it? Did he fulfill it? Did he pay the price? And was it fulfilled? Yes. So now you're taken from a cup that's already poured for you. We just got to learn to drink this thing. And the, the, but the emphasis is you can't get on I, man, I thought I was, I thought, I thought you was here. Well, I thought I was too. I, I mean, man, I, and it's all about you Doubt. and you, you lose the battle because this is a spiritual warfare, not a carnal one. Mm -hmm. And he can get you over into that carnal realm, that carnal mentality, reasoning, doubting, uh, Judging, condemning, indicting, even God, even scriptures, yourself, blaming somebody else, mm -hmm. you he's got you it's over with. Mm -hmm. But all you have to stay say, okay, now what was the word that got me on this? And the word that got me was son, hold fast that which you have. Now that's a past tense statement. And my temperature was hundred and four at that time, by the way. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't I'm going to work by faith because I didn't want to, I was so stupid, sick, it was terrible. But I, I'm still saying what the word says. And then he I just kept saying, It's over, I'm done. You and I'm healed. You know I'm healed. Well these it's funny. You, you you something something drove you to make a stand. Yes. It, 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 James okay. when he said okay, Let so, patience oh, work. That was that a hit me. I jumped out of bed. I got this. I got this. 
Now I understand. I start and I don't quit. I stay constant un- until experience Romans 5. And uh, at that time, I know then that this there's a process that I will be I will go through mm-hmm. to bring me to experience. Mm-hmm. And this expectation and hope worketh experience. Experience, man, it brings you into the fullness of what Christ has. But faith worketh patience, mm-hmm. and patience mm-hmm. hope. So you've got to you've got to work these. It works. You got to work process. them together, and you have to work together with them. Mm-hmm. And so what you do on the anchor of your soul. Which is now you 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 anchor it. Mm-hmm. It says, "Are you sure? Do you believe? Do you think?" I thought I, that you're now you're a, 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 a double-minded man's unstable in all of his ways. Mm-hmm. You anchor the soul, mm-hmm. and you anchor it on a hard rock at the bottom of the word, man. You anchor that mm-hmm. thing, and you have one scripture that your soul hangs on to. You just needs one that yeah. you really do believe in. Right. And this is the one that your secondborn's already trained your firstborn to listen to, because the firstborn got it by faith. It's a spiritual law. Now, law is law is a spirit. I mean, faith is is a law. And I'm going to tell you, one of the greatest words just absolutely will set you free from the bond, I mean, from the free woman, not the bond woman. But it says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You look up the word free, it says exempt. Hmm. We are involved in an exemption process right now. I'm exempt from hell. Wow. I'm exempt from, from being uh, uh, from sickness and disease. I'm exempt from uh, uh, all, uh, you're exempt. You have Christ made you exempt, but why doesn't it work? It says why it does work. It does work, <laughs> but it works when you go into spiritual warfare. And I told, I've told Lucifer, I've told the demons, I'm exempt. Can't put this on me. I'm exempt. And I remember reading books years ago, John G. Lake, and um, mm-hmm. there's a number of others. <clears throat> these older old gentlemen, of the 1800s. Mm-hmm. I forget his name. You might know. You may have heard about it. I, I can't get his name right now. But in the in the bubonic plague at one time, uh, he he told them he's exempt from it. He was over there helping people, and they tell him, you know, you'll catch this and die. He actually did this. Uh, I read it. I wish I could remember his name. But he said, put it in, put some in, take it right now, the froth, put it in my hand. And he they did, and it absolutely died. He told them, the moment this uh, plague, this disease, this virus hits my hands, it'll die because of Zoe. And he used the term, I'm exempt. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got that out of the 1800s. Well, yeah. then I saw it in the Greek in Romans uh, uh, chapter 8. And uh, there's therefore no condemnation them that are in Christ Jesus with the law of the spirit of life. So made us free, exempt. So what's happened is if we believe that we are exempt, then you fight it from that perspective. Mm. You don't fight it trying to get it. You hold on to what you already have. So when you go into battle, you're going into I already have it. I already have this. I'm not going to try to get healed. I already have health. I'm not going to try to get well. I already am well. I'm not going to try to get. I'm not going to try to get. I'm not going to try to get. That means you don't have it. And that's all Satan needs to know. Are you going to go get it or do you believe you have it? Now, that's a vital factor where you take your stand. So my soul has to be anchored in. I, by faith, my faith is saying, I already have this. And then you anchor your soul by saying the same thing. The soul will say the confessing homologia, confess the same as the words, speak the same as the word. I already have this. My body is already healed. 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ bore my sicknesses and carried my diseases. Surely he hath borne our diseases. Surely mm-hmm. he has borne our pain, our griefs, our sorrows. Surely he hath. Mm-hmm. He hath, hath, hath. It's a past tense statement. Mm-hmm. And so you look at the, the epistles. How many times have you'll find 
find the word hath, H-A-T-H, who hath delivered us yeah. from the power of darkness, yeah. who hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Mm -hmm. That means I'm going to be delivered or I've already been. What's it mean? What tense am I living That's in? That's part of that filter system again. <clears throat> it is. It's again part of the filter system. Was it Smith Wigglesworth? Was that ain't no guy? He was one of those he guys. He was one of those guys. Yeah. Now, John G. Lake, Smith Wigglesworth, yeah. and there's one more. But yeah, these guys really impacted me. Yeah. You can really tell them remember right. the names. Right. <laughs> but I did, I'll put it up on the screen. Yeah. 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 I remember. Oh, man. But these guys, they walked it out. They, they lived it. Yeah. Now, as a result of that, what I've read and saw them do in the 1800s, I uh, emulated it. I said, if they can, I can. Mm -hmm. Brennan. Yeah, that uh, was another one. It was another one. That was another boy. He he was. Yeah, another, I remember him. Oh, yeah. really? You know these guys. <clears throat> uh, as, as people began to really unfold their lives, they became uh, kind of looked at in a peculiar way because they had some oddities about them. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you what, they walked a really dynamic life, and they did. They walked in the supernatural, and they they like you said, the gentleman. He, this stuff wasn't going to be able to destroy. Oh, I mean, it just died in his hand with microscopes on it. Mm -hmm. uh, it was it was in his book or mm -hmm. in the book whoever wrote mm -hmm. the book. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I absolutely believe in this stuff. I believe that Christ he caused me to be exempt. He delivered me from the power of darkness, not mm -hmm. just dark, but from the power of it. Mm -hmm. From the power of it. Are, are we or are we not? So go back to that <clears throat> time. You 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 got a rhema, and um, you decided okay. It's already happened. I just got to uh, stay uh, anchored and not let myself go back to the uh, belief system. Yes, that's right. You'll, so you'll change your belief. Yeah, what happened at that point? Well, I'll tell you what was amazing to me. Sitting there facing both of these demons, if you haven't heard the story. Yeah, so I'll, yeah I'll share the story with them. Good. So. Well, you sit there talking to these demons, and I'm already for five days saying, I've got it. I already have it. Mm -hmm. This battle's over with. It's over with. This over with. <clears throat> but I didn't recognize what I had. So when, I don't know if Christ sent an angel. I don't know if it was him. But when he descended and put a hand on me and said, son, hold fast that which you have, I'm telling you the truth. Randy Shankle, the human, think, what do I have? <laughs> I did. I had that moment. I, I never heard that. I'm waiting him, for him to say, son, stay with this. Mm -hmm. This will leave you or whatever. Eventually mm -hmm. you'll get healed. You know, something mm -hmm. uh, of, the, of the typical uh, paradigms of the way we think as humans. Right. Because no one would say, Hold fast that which you have. Oh, thank you, Jesus. How long am I going to keep this 104 degree and be sick? Then I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on to that. Right. I don't want to get rid of this temperature and this mm -hmm. sickness and mm -hmm. disease. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what it, I mean. That's what's relative the way we think. But I had to understood his perspective. He came and spoke about what happened 2,000 years ago. He did not address my situation. Mm -hmm. He addressed what he did. Mm -hmm. That's when I got the revelation. This is still not about me. This is still about him. So if this was an angel sent uh, to testify of him or if he testified of himself, it was about hold fast that which you have, which means hold fast what I've already done for you. Mm -hmm. You already have this, Randy. Mm -hmm. You don't have to get it. Mm -hmm. I moved at that point, and I have for 52 years out of getting anything. Mm -hmm. I'm not on the earth to get. I have to find out what in, in the Bible what I already have. Now, th if we will go from this perspective, and now it's from the natural and also the spirituals there testifies of it as a uh, categorical inheritance. 
-hmm. It's an inheritance. I inherited something from Calvary. I inherited something from Jesus Christ. But as you and I both know, when the, when the death of the testator, you don't get the will until the person dies. And then you go before a lawyer and he reads the, the will and testament. Mm -hmm. So when Christ died, now we have the Bible, which is his written will. We're looking at this from a legal document <laughs> for a moment. This right. is a judicial statement. This is my heavenly father, the Lord Jesus's will for my life. Mm. So Lucifer shows up as the adversary, and he wants to be a, in, in the judicial, and he wants to read the will differently. Mm -hmm. So you have two lawyers reading this Bible. Mm -hmm. You have a lawyer that represents religion, and you have a lawyer that represents kingdom. And these two lawyers are in battle all the time in court concerning your life. Mm. And what I want you to go with the religion, and the religion will tell you, well, you know, here's here's a number. Uh, here's his testimony. Uh, here's his uh, his argument. Uh, healing passed away. That's one of the arguments. That's a big one. The big ones. The Uses fundamentalists, Baptists, Methodists, yep. they all they they believe that one. Mm -hmm. Then then it comes to the second one. He'll say if it hadn't passed away, it's not God's will for everybody to be healed. Mm -hmm. So we'll use that one in court. And I love the one the uh, the leper Jesus. If you will, you can make me. Whole. I will. It was the end. Now listen to the word I will. I will. That's a will. Mm -hmm. That's now that's the beginning of forming another will. So when I, I started researching the inheritance wow. of the will, I determined yeah. every will comes from a will. Hmm. If I will it, then I can I can make a will out of what I will. So I went back and looked at everything Christ said, I will, I will, I will. It became a will to me. Mm. That's my inheritance. Now yeah. this I'm in court. And uh, I'm, I'm, I have this uh, advocate and I had this adversary, both of them trying to tell me what the will says. And if I can stay in the spirit, I can win that battle. If I get over into my flesh or my soul, then Satan's going to take me. Well, it's, maybe it's not for you. Mm -hmm. Maybe, Randy, you're, you're the one. Yeah, you probably are exempt. You're probably exempt from this healing. You know, he'll take any word you have. And then the, the other one is if, it, if it's passed away, number one, not everybody gets it. Then the, then the third one is, well, you, you, it failed because your faith. You failed because you didn't have enough faith. And that, went, that went in the 70s like a judgment of condemnation on wow. millions. Yeah. And you don't fail because you didn't have your faith. You probably failed because you didn't stay on the word. Yeah. You follow me? It's about yeah. the word. It's not about your faith. See, remember, it's not about your belief, your faith, mm -hmm. your position, what you're doing. It's not about you. That's what he wants to stay focused on. And that's where he indicts the brother, the accuser of the brethren. This is in court. He will accuse you for defending yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, I've said this a lot of times, and I've seen it. If you believe in a judicial system, and we do in the kingdom of God, you may not in church entity, but if you believe in an advocate, then you and you believe the scripture talks about Christ is the advocate, First uh, John, uh, and then you talk about Lucifer is an adversary, you're dealing with two lawyers. Right. These are judicial terms. Right. Oh, let me give you something that's very interesting. The word advocate, uh, in the Greek word, and you go back to John chapter 14, verse 16, John chapter 14, verse 26, John chapter 15, 16, and John chapter 16, 7. All four of those verses use the word comforter. Mm. It's the word advocate. It is. Same identical word. I use the term another other. 
which means I am your advocate, but when I leave, I'm going to send another, mm, mm. Uh, another one. Wow. And it's going to be the Holy Ghost. He's going to take up your cause. Now, wow. see, we, religiously, the comforter is a matriarchal type of right. comforter. Right, right. You know, yeah, to appease yeah. you, to pat you on the back and bring you to the bosom. And it's okay, baby. <laughs> Mommy loves you. Mommy going to take care of you. Holy Ghost loves you. Right. Holy Ghost going to take care of Bedtime you. Bedtime stories. Yes. And then we're going to pray that God will comfort the family. And mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's that, it's that uh, matriarchal thing. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. And the Holy Ghost is not uh, a female. Mm-hmm. So the primary factor is that all four of those words for comfort is, and that is the same word advocate that mm-hmm. speaks of Christ. I mm-hmm. think it's a part, part, uh, Lactose, I forget how it's pronounced. Yeah, I, but, I just saw that last night, actually. Ah, mm-hmm. And that shows you that now we're involved in a judicial system. Now, this is vital for spiritual warfare. You're involved in a judicial system. You're involved in court when you go into warfare. This is vital to know this because you're going to be condemned and sentenced and damned by Lucifer or you're going to, or you're going to sit there and get set free by Christ. You're either going to walk out of that court and you're not going to have to pay the price or you're going to go to jail. It depends. In other words, you're going to walk out of that court sick and defeated or you're going to walk out of that court healed and delivered. It depends on what you do with these two factors. This, you, have, you have to have a defense attorney. Now, here's where the problem lies. <clears throat> I appreciate it, Jesus, but I think I represent myself. Mm. Jesus wow. and Jesus sits down. Yeah. Now it's you and Lucifer in court. No, You're not gonna do you that. don't have a chance because no. <clears throat> I'm going to talk about me yeah. and I'm going to tell you why I believe I should be healed. Ooh. I'm going to tell you why I shouldn't be sick. I'm going to tell you why this works. And he's going to let you talk. <clears throat> uh, it just keeps on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps on. <laughs> and the more you talk, the more you lose. <clears throat> so, so. This is happening on a ongoing basis in our lives. Yes, yes. We're faced with a situation. It's a new courtroom. Yeah. It's a new setting. And so what we need to do is we need to have the Word of God inside of us first. Oh, you have to have that. You can't go in without that. you got to have it that. in you. And it's about that. Yeah. So you go into court, and you go into court aware of the will and testament, mm. the Word of God. Mm-hmm. that Christ has already given me. And then you have to ask yourself, what did he give me? Mm-hmm. What do I have? Or what am I going to get? Mm-hmm. Now, this is your past, present, mm-hmm. future tense reality. If you get into the future tense, you've lost the battle. Wow. It's over with. Because, because you don't think that you have possession of it at that point. That's right. You don't. You think you're going to get it. And you're not going to get it mm-hmm. because you already have it. Mm-hmm. And Christ can't do anything to help you because you already got it. Okay, so I I got it. But I'm hearing thoughts like there's 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 certain people, they call themselves realists. Right. <clears throat> and these are believers. And there are believers who really don't aren't believers. No, they're not. They 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 read the scripture and they think, okay, well, this is the word of God. Right. But that's, I mean, they they agree that it's the word of God, but it's not something that they will stand and defend. They don't truly. It's not become flesh in their lives, and like you did, you had to make a stand. You had to stand your ground and like, no, this is what's written. Yes. It doesn't have any bearing what's going on. What is vital 
is not my condition or even my position. What's vital is I want to prove what he said. I'm going to validate him today. I'm here to testify and witness of him. I'm here to glorify him. I get on my knees before I came down and said, Jesus, once again, it's an honor to be able to represent you, to reflect you. I said, I have, I have a great joy to do that, sir. I hope that every word I put in my mouth is going to be the word of God and glorify you. Mm-hmm. So it's about validating that. Now, here, here is another one of those problems, Joe, that you're talking about. That, mm-hmm. that is, is that, and I got this from uh, when I was married to Gloria Lee. And uh, I think she got this from Brother Hagen. I'm pretty sure the statement was that he said there, uh, I mean, I don't know what he said. Uh, I'm pretty sure she got it from him, but here's what she said one day. And I heard her say this. We're just, just talking. And she said, you know, Randy, the problem with believers, a lot of them just men, mental assenters. Mm. And they mentally sent to it, but they don't really believe it. Mm-hmm. Now, see, there's two different Greek words for belief, and there's two different Greek words for doubt. There are two different Greek words for unbelief. And, of course, it would be you have two kingdoms, kingdom of religion, kingdom right. of Christ. Right. So you're going to have to have all these words broke down to understand which one fits in what kingdom so you can function and operate from it there. But on, on the word believing, it can be just a mental assent, and you can really believe it until you wake up with the problem with your liver or your kidney, then mm. now you have a problem because you don't believe that you believe what your body said. Mm-hmm. And now you don't believe you have it. Now you got to find out how to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, it's too late. So it's too late. You're, now you may as well go to a doctor. You may as well, cause you've already lost it. You don't because it. it takes a while <clears throat> for you to get the word in you. Yes. Believing in it. Yes. And making it what you believe. Yes. You, it doesn't. You can't. You can't. You can't uh, be diagnosed with cancer today, and then think, "Well, I'll tell you what. Where's my Bible?" Yes. See, that's the deal. That's the deal. You got. You have to have. You're this. surrounded by yeah. an enemy. Oh, buddy, you don't have chance to get. A, get and you're your pulling feet. out your revolver. Yeah. <laughs> and you never fired it. <laughs> you right. never. Right. Know, you right. don't even know if the safety's on or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little funny statement. A little on that one. Uh, Crystal, she doesn't really care for snakes, to say the least. To you that don't, Crystal's my wife. But <laughs> I have a little twenty-two at home, and it's got rat shot in it. Mm-hmm. Now, to those that don't know, that means little pellets. It's not just one piece of lead. It's, it's dozens of little pellets. You can't miss. <laughs> 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 and out in, she's out on the patio, and this... Uh, Texas rat snake mm-hmm. comes up and lifts up its head and just looks at her. And she's probably 10 feet from it. And she's, and she, she's starting to get nervous. And I wasn't there. She runs in, grabs my 22. It's got six shells in it. <laughs> and she emptied every one of them and never hit him. And she was 10 feet from him. <laughs> and then she, she had to run to the, to the workshop and get a shovel. And by the way, the snake just... <laughs> He never moved. See, he had he had faith. <laughs> he knew that she could not hit him. <laughs> and she said, I was doing this. <laughs> so she had to run to the workshop and get a shovel, and he's still there. Oh my God. And she said, I just cut his head off. And I said, I, when I come home, I'm rolling. I said, six <laughs> shots with a rat shot. Yeah. You never is. I never hit him. And I, that's hard to believe. <laughs> 
I just want to throw that in. Is, is that not a funny story? To, to this day, it just cracks me up. Because, Joe, you and I, we have enough country and enough, we've shot enough, you know, rifles. And mm -hmm. you can't even comprehend this in that. That's the reason you have rat shot. It's because you can't shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why it's you a have blast. It. It's yeah. a blast. So we're going down the river years ago from a bunch of guys from uh, <laughs> South Africa. And I didn't know that they were talking about me being a marksman. Man, he's shooting these copperheads and watermarks right in the head every <laughs> shot with a pistol. I wouldn't think about it. It's got rat shot in it. <laughs> and they said, he's blowing their heads off. How does this guy do this with a 22 pistol? And I'm in a kayak, see? <laughs> Boom. And, and they thought I was a marksman. And, when I, and, and they started talking about it. And, said, and they started boasting on me. I said, gentlemen, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Well, you're just knocking their heads off, man. I said, "Hey, guys, it's a rat shot. It's not. It's not." So they they thought yeah. it was just one shell, but I don't know how I got on that. But it was That's just a hilarious. Funny, yeah, it's a funny story. That funny is story. funny. Yeah. Uh, what we were talking about was um, uh, you have to um, start now. You do. You do right now. Don't 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 wait till uh, you're in court. Yeah. And uh, you're fixed to be sentenced. See, what you want is you want the information and you want all the knowledge before you go to court. You yeah. have to have your paperwork, so to speak. Right. You know what your battle is. You know what your uh, strategy is. You know where you're going. But primarily, you have to let Christ be your uh, advocate. You mm -hmm. cannot uh, represent yourself. So I've said that when you stand up, he sits down. Christ sits down. Mm. If you will sit down... He will represent you. Now, you need someone representing you. Now, the, what I say by that, now we have to face, he's not here. Do we have another advocate? Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. I take the Holy Spirit with me to court. Mm -hmm. And in prayer, now we're talking about in my bedroom or in, yeah. in my study room, whatever, right? We're right. in court. Right. We got to face the fact we're in court now. And Satan has determined what he wants to do with this body. Same as he did with the body of Moses. He's going to determine what's he going to do. Is this going to die sick, disease, whatever, or is he going to go out in glory in the flame? How's he going to go? And they're debating that about you, me, every Christian, Satan. That's the court. But when I go in there, I have an advocate. And uh, I have the Holy Spirit who is another other, another advocate. Now, here's the victory. Here's the victory. You have to know him. Three things it says, he will not speak of himself, right. he will testify of me, he will glorify me, four things, he will witness of me, that the three things that he will testify of me, witness of me, and glorify of me, but it says he won't speak of himself. So now I am in court. He's not going to talk about himself. He's not going to talk about me. If, he's, if, if I start talking about me, he sits down. So what are we talking about? It is written, mm -hmm. the Bible, mm -hmm. the Logos. Do you have a clear strategy that the Bible says, by his stripes ye were healed? It says that. Yeah. That's all you would need. Yeah. That's a past tense statement. And by the way, that was done in Isaiah. Yeah. I mean, and then you come over into First Peter 2, 24, by his stripes you were healed. These two, we're talking about thousands of years apart. Right. And both of them saying it's done. Yeah. One said it's done before it's done. The other one said it's done after it was done. Right. You follow me? Yep. It, to both of them, it was done. Surely he hath. Now, follow this for a moment. with From court in uh, biblical procedures in court. Mm -hmm. Was Jesus Christ, now this this one here, this one here, you're going to have to think about it, body. You're going to have to get this, but this is the reality of your victory right here. Was Jesus Christ slain 
before the foundation of the world, or was he slain on Calvary? Now, it is written yep. that he was slain before the foundations of the world. <clears throat> now we've entered into his rest. So now, ironically, in Hebrews, he uses two primary different words for rest. And we're entering into his rest. Jesus, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, that means you're not going to have to work for this. Mm. I'm going to do mm. this, and you're going to enter into my labor. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we labor to enter into his labor. We work to enter into his work. We don't work to get it. We labor to get what he already gave us. Mm. The labor and the work is in what he's already done. So I would say biblically, and I'm sound on this, I was healed and I was saved before I was saved and healed because I was, according to sovereign reign and providential rule and predestination, I was saved before the foundation of the world. I was already healed in Christ. If you are in Christ, and we are, are we in Christ or are we not in Christ? If we are in Christ and we have been baptized into Christ and if that is the case, that if any man be in Christ, mm -hmm. where are we in Christ? We were in Christ before he ever came to Calvary. Right. And then we were in Christ after he was resurrected from Calvary. And we were, will be in Christ when he comes the second time. But the emphasis is, don't take me out. Right. Don't take me out of him. Keep me in. So therefore now, my only labor, my only warfare is staying in what he's already done for me. And I'm not trying to get it. That is your future tense. I'm staying on present tense. I already have it. I already have it. I have it where? In Christ. So I'm in court. Satan starts his... Uh, accusations and indictments and i heard randy say he was he was going to get find some scriptures well that ain't going to work you know here you go all but he he's looking for anything that he can use to accuse you before the father that you're not in faith if you're in true faith it's already done he wants to see if you're in hope or belief if he gets you in hope and belief and hear that you're in hope and belief, he can take you down. But the Holy Ghost is always going to be testifying of Christ, the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Christ is that Word. So the Holy Spirit's going to witness of him, testify of him. He's not going to witness of you. So he's not really representing you, which he is, but he's representing the Word of God with you on your behalf. So his representation is not really talking to Lucifer about you. It's talking to Lucifer what Randy already has in Christ. Mm -hmm. And if I stay in Christ, I've got it. Mm -hmm. If I stay in the Word, I've got it. I've told uh, Gloria Lee this, <clears throat> and I've told Crystal this. And it's still, it is still the truth. Even though Gloria Lee died of a, of a sickness, I said this still, I say it to this day. There's not one sickness or one disease, not one, that you cannot get victory over if you know what you're doing in warfare, but you're going to have to get into warfare. You can't get into healing lines and hope and, and wish mm -hmm. and hope. Well, I'm going to go to this healer and I'm going to go to that healer. Mm -hmm. Christ made it very clear that when you start that, that you're saying Christ is here, Christ is here. He's not. Mm -hmm. You running around trying to find the healers is because you're full of unbelief. Mm -hmm. You're wanting somebody else to do something for you that's already been done for you, mm -hmm. and you're going to go try to get something, and Satan will be glad to pay the bus ticket to get you there. You know, it, 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 it really opens up the Scripture to me, study to show yourself approved yes. of God. Yes, 
I mean, there's a there's that has a whole new meaning to me. Yeah, and you have to study it through the filter of the kingdom. Yeah, See, that's the revelation of it all. That whole book from Genesis to Revelation is about kings and kingdoms. I was I was mentioning earlier. I think we hadn't started recording. Um, I was mentioning to you that uh, in in my Bible study time. I've discovered in the last couple of weeks after having these conversations that I'm starting to see the literally the the filter system you keep yeah, referring to. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you have this lens, this religious lens that's over your eyes, and when you go to scripture, that lens is there. If you can get past that, you start reading the scripture, you start seeing the kingdom of heaven. I mean, Joe, you start seeing the you, mannerisms. You of do heaven. the mannerism, the mannerism, the behavior, the conduct of Christ. Mm-hmm. You and I both know sitting here right now, there are millions and millions and millions of Christians that believe those four words in John, called, calling the Holy Ghost the comforter, has nothing to do with judicial adversaries or right, advocates. Right. You know they don't. Yeah. But it is. If it it's is. the same word, then... Definitely is. I, and he said, when I, I am your adversary, excuse me, I'm your advocate. And when I leave, I'm going to leave you with another advocate. Uh, in other words, I'm your judicial uh, lawyer. I'm your defense and when I leave, I'm going to have someone else to represent you. That's amazing. But they're going to be representing me because mm-hmm. they won't talk about you. Mm-hmm. So you want to go in court and talk about you, mm-hmm. boast about you, then you'll then he'll sit down. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you a story that's really fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. All about this right here, spiritual warfare. I was in California, living in Downey, California. <clears throat> this was way back in the uh, 80s. And uh, I had a friend of mine. That I call him a friend, kind of. I was trying to work with him, call him an acquaintance, but he's a, he was still a, a guy named Gary. I like this guy, <clears throat> and uh, he was a brother of one of the, of the girls that one of the girls I was dating. Uh, excuse me, a girl that I was dating. <laughs> one of the girls that I was dating. There were so many of them, <laughs> and I really liked him. I liked running around with him. But he had, he had. He, I was talking to him about Christ all the time, and he just, he liked to smoke marijuana, and he mm-hmm. liked his freedom, but I'm constantly working with him. Mm-hmm. So now he's been in jail dozens of times, and I'm really taking him up to help him out. Well, now they got a warrant out for his arrest. He takes off, he goes to Vegas. Now, first of all, he comes to my house, <clears throat> and he says, uh, Randy, early in the morning, Randy, what am I supposed to do? I, I need some help. I said, what's happened, Gary? He said, there's a warrant out for my arrest. I said, what would you like to do? He said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Vegas. I'm out of here. I'm getting out of here. I said, now you're asking me what you want my advice, right? As I realize you're probably not going to do it, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. I'm going to give it to you from the perspective of Christ. Christ will represent you if you go turn yourself in. What do you mean represent? I said, he'll be your lawyer. Well, how's he going to do that? I said, listen to me. You're asking my advice. I'm telling you right now, Christ is the best. He will go to court. If you will go turn yourself in right now, they're going to set a court date up for you. And Christ will show up and represent you. Man, man, I don't have the faith that you have. I, I, I mean, you, you know, he started talking about, you've been trying to walk, work with me with Christ for a long time, and I really appreciate it, but I can't do that. I, I don't, I, I can't do that. I mean, he couldn't. I understood that. I didn't have the faith for it. And I was already grounded in that, that no, he, this guy's a lawyer. Jesus Christ is my lawyer. God set up him, and I, he, I've got a lawyer. I don't care where I go, i got a lawyer. He'll represent me if I'll shut up. <laughs> and so he flees and goes to Las Vegas. His first night in Las Vegas, he was awakened by this 
being at the side of his bed, Whoa. a huge old boy, in a bright light, he said, oh, this already gets me again. Whoa. And he said, he woke me up, tapped me. Gary, go back and do what my servant told you. Whoa. Now he gets in the car late that, and he arrives now back at my home, tells me the story. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I said, well, did he say do what I told you? Yeah, I said, well, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you what the word says. So this is not mm -hmm. me bossing you. But he said, I'm representing Christ. That's why he could say that. Well, who was that? I said, <laughs> I have no idea who that was. <laughs> but I said that he was definitely from the Lord. It could have been Christ. It could have been one of his angels. But when he said, go back and do what my servant told you, are you willing to do that? Yes. I said, I said then good. Let's go turn ourselves in. I'll go with you. Turn you in. And will, will you go to court with me? Oh, yeah, I've got to bring the advocate. I've got, I mean, I've got to bring your lawyer. I told you he'll represent you, Gary. So I need to get a lawyer. You do not need to get a lawyer. Are you serious? Randy, I'm gonna, I'll never get out of jail. I'm, I'm, he starts scared, and he was really scared. <laughs> They're going to throw me so far. Here we go. Years. And he and he's right because this warrant he's got has he has broken so many laws and and he's uh, he's breached all of his everything. I mean, oh, it's a mess. He was, really was a mess. Lawless fellow. I really loved him. <laughs> uh, the so he goes. He says, "Okay, now listen, listen, man, Randy. I, I, I mean, you got to talk to me here. You, you sure I don't need to get a lawyer or something? No, you don't. Really, you've got one, Gary. You just trust me right now. Jesus Christ going to maintain your right and plead your cause. Just written, He'll do that. Hmm. Now you will. You got to come. You got. You'll come to court. And this. This is so funny. I said, yeah, I will absolutely be that today. Now he said, "Okay, will you? When you're there, when you speak in those tongues, things." <laughs> I started laughing. I did. Joe, I started laughing. I said, speaking those tongue things. Yeah, no, listen. I, and I'm laughing. He said, please don't laugh. I'm serious. I, yes, I'll pray in the spirit for you, my brother. I said, now, Gary, there's no need for me to do this. I'm not going to talk him into doing what he already does. And I'm not going to talk him into being who he already is. I don't mind going, but I'll do it for you for your sake. But uh, there's no need for me to do that. Okay, so you'll come. Yes, yeah, so. Now he's he bonds out. Now the court date comes, and I go to court with him. <clears throat> now listen, this is this is absolutely a fact. This guy is has been in a dozen different jails and prisons. Wow. I mean, a dozen or more. At that time, I'm pretty sure I'm at fourteen or fifteen. So I'm just going to say a dozen. And so you know, so he goes in there, and now it's time. I won't speak his last name. And the judge says, "Is Mr. Gary so and so here? Stand up." Yes, he stands up. He looks back at me. <laughs> and he was so scared, just shaking. I said, it's okay. I went like this. I'm like, it's okay. And he said, uh, you have been, uh, uh, we have a warrant for your arrest. This is, and he listed it all. He said, uh, bring me uh, uh, all his paperwork, uh, where he's been, the jails, I want, and all that. One hour later, one hour later, the judge, they, Talking and then going on at the at the at the, at the court. I mean at the uh, at the seat, the judge's seat. Stand, yeah. And just talking about people both said, coming out, coming in, going out, coming in, going out. One hour and Gary's still standing there. And the judge says, Mr. So and so, yes, sir. Have you been in jail 
such and such. Yes, sir. Have you been in jail? Such and such. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. List all of them. You were there. Yes, sir. And this was what you, the law, the law that you broke. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Mr. So-and-so, you're a free man. We have absolutely no proof of you whatsoever that you've ever been to jail. We've contacted every one of them, every <laughs> single one of them, and not a one of them says that you've been, even been there. He erased the man's history. The, Christ, wow. his lawyer, erased the whole history. He walked out that day right there just crying, just walked out just crying. He, and the, the judge said, you, there is no proof that you have any past. Mr. So-and-so, I'm, in, I'm encouraging you. You have a free past. I don't know what happened, but from this day on, live right. You, wow. you have just something said. We have nothing on you at all. Wow. You may go. And uh, we walked out, and he just crying and bawling, just crying and bawling. Goes outside. Invasion too. Huh? That's a kingdom invasion. That was an invasion. Goes outside. We get in the car. He lights up a joint. (laughs) (laughs) He lights up a joint. I slapped him, man. Put that thing out now, Mm. right now. Mm -hmm. If you have this much disrespect for my Mm. Lord, I'm not dealing with you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I have never seen anything like this, Gary. He did far exceeding and above all that we could ask or think. He took up your cause. He pleaded your right, maintained your cause when you were wrong because he did it by what he had done for you. Mm -hmm. And I said, he was your righteousness today. You are not righteous. But he made you righteous, and you just haven't seen it. That's why you have no record. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Mm -hmm. I gave him that scripture in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and told him, you are a new creature in Christ, and you need to live it out. Now, I never saw him after that. Wow. I didn't. With him lighting that up, I just kind of lost something right then. It really left me. Yeah. Because that was a wonderful thing. Now, see, this guy won. He was exempt. Mm -hmm. He was free. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the, the uh, president said that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you can walk out, pardoned. you're free, you're pardoned. And uh, he didn't know what to do with it. And everybody, in the, the judge did not know what wow. to do with it. I mean, it was a shock to him. So this is the whole true reality. Do we have an, a, a, an advocate? Do we have, now he's gone, but the, is the Holy Spirit an advocate? Mm-hmm. Read those four, four verses in John. And look at him now from the perspective of a judicial court, mm-hmm. I, and he's my lawyer representing me, but he's primarily representing Christ in the Word. If I can stay with him on that, there's not a battle that I will ever lose. I can win every victory that there is available there. That's great. This this actually um, ended up going a completely different direction than I was thinking in my mind, which is even better because I really didn't have a lot of insight concerning that. Although I've read materials and I, I recently came across some materials um, from some notes, and I started scanning them. And last night, I scanned, and the, all the things that you're talking about today were in those notes. I'm like, dang. Oh, that was what you're talking about in SOP years ago. Yeah, I think it was <clears throat> after SOP. Okay. I think it was something. Um, I'm trying to remember the the title of that whole series. Um, it was a it was a, a a a little booklet that had probably about a dozen topics in there. Sonship. It was in that. Too. Sonship. Yeah. It was one of those. Yeah. One of those in there. Uh, well, the teaching I have is called Christ the Advocate. Yeah. That's what I use it with, and then the Holy Spirit being the other another other. So uh, a lot <clears throat> of the material that you talked about just now was in one of those sheets. Yeah. 
because uh, I read all those and I those those verses were in there in yeah. John, and that statement about the 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 term the Comforter. Yeah. And being the advocate, I thought, huh, that's interesting. I I, I mean, I went through this last yeah. night reading yeah. it, so it's pretty fascinating. So it's it's um, this is this I think is a completely. I'm having uh, a paradigm shift right now, mm-hmm. and so I'm trying to collect my thoughts because of the direction I thought we were going to go, and this changes everything. It changes a lot. It actually completely. Um, gives me a complete new thought process in the area of spiritual warfare. Yeah. It's a courtroom. A real pragmatic, it's a number one courtroom. You're going in not to get, you're going in to keep what you have. Mm -hmm. And then you have this adversary that wants to steal, kill, and destroy, take away from you what you already have. Now here's the validation of Christ when he spoke about Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy you have to ask yourself the question. If a thief broke in here right now, mm-hmm. is he going to steal what you have or is he going to steal what you're trying to get? What I have. You already have it. The thief uh-huh. knows you have it. That's really good. Or he wouldn't show up. Mm-hmm. Satan is a thief. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's coming for what you have. He's coming for your health. Joy, uh, peace, yeah. Yeah. love. Yeah. You know, life, everything, everything. Uh, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. He wants and it all. He wants it. And once he gets it now, he, he this is a, a Greek word talks to him about it, him being a um, a transformer. He, he And it's the word to exchange. Mm. Now from from joy to depression. Remember mm-hmm. the scripture? Uh, see how does it go? There's a song. Uh, morning. Uh, it gives you uh, a spirit of joy. Yeah, yeah. So you can see the, the exchange of, yeah, there. Yeah. And Christ will take that depression and give you joy. Satan takes that joy and gives you depression. Mm. So it's it's always in court where this takes place. Mm. So spiritual warfare, if we wouldn't really use, even use that term, right? If you if you would call it judicial warfare, mm-hmm. uh, then you would realize that it, or a spiritual do, judicial court ser, uh, session. That if you really did believe that, first of all, you cannot, you cannot embrace uh, an advocate and not realize it's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't. Right. It's and you blame, can't, you blame. can't embrace adversary mm-hmm. if you, unless you realize it's a lawyer. These mm-hmm. are two judicial lawyer terms. Right. These are the two primary. It's been lawyers. lost in religion. It has been lost in religion, <clears throat> over and over. Mm-hmm. And Satan took. The Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. who what he knew that he knew was his biggest uh, adversary, the Holy Ghost, because he's now an advocate, mm-hmm. and he turned him into a matriarchal pet, petty, mm-hmm. petting uh, zoo, so to speak, right. loving and comforting and right. you know strengthening. It's okay, baby, right. Randy, you'll be fine. You'll <laughs> die sick and diseased and broken, and miserable, but it's okay. Daddy wow. loves you. Wow. You know, it's that kind of stupid religious thing. And we pray it over all kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. May the Holy Ghost comfort you. Uh-huh. I'm thinking, now you asking me to go to court right now? May the Holy Ghost represent me. That's what you're asking. Mm. But see, they don't see that. Uh-huh. They'll say, may the Holy Ghost comfort you. I said, no, may the Holy Ghost represent you. Uh-huh. So from the kingdom, he's your representative. From religion, he's your comforter. And I'm thinking, no. Yeah. I, I, show, I, I showed you this thing that I started working on, and... I don't think I have that in here, the legal system. 
in that sheet. Oh, you know, you know, yeah, the judicial legal system, yeah. advocate adversary. Yeah. So what I'm doing is um, <clears throat> through these sessions, what has happened is I started becoming aware of the lens that that Randy talks about a lot. Uh, the filter system. I think of lens. I'm a photographer. Same thing. So I think lens. Same thing. And and I actually it, with with without without sitting down and deciding. Okay, I'm going to start reading differently. I found myself reading. You know, uh, opening up the scripture, start reading. I thought, whoa! I just saw something I've never seen before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was the kingdom right there, and it fired me fired me up. Yeah. And so I just, you know, went right in, dove right in and started reading. And m the, my, my eyes were just blown away. The stuff that I started seeing that I'd never seen. I'd always seen it through a Bible study. You know, it was not through the kingdom's yeah. lenses. It yeah. was not. You start off in religion with a Sunday school interpretation. Right. That's what you do. Yeah. And then they have you from then on. Satan has right. you from then on. Planting the religious seed that will never let you see the kingdom. Uh -huh. And Jesus Christ said, except you be born again, you cannot see it. Except you be born again, you cannot enter it. These are two primary factors. If you can't see it, you'll never enter it. My job as a teacher is to help you see it, help the body of Christ see this. When I, de when I deal with the word uh, advocate and Christ being an advocate, and then he said, when I, when I go, I'll send you another uh -huh. advocate. Uh -huh. Well, that's the end of that lens. That's great. I mean, that that you just changed filters. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, it has opened up a lot to me. I'm actually going to dive in a little bit deeper to look more into it because this is exciting. This is brand new. This is really exciting. And so, thank you. You're very welcome. I love it. That was fantastic. We'll 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 crank and get into another subject here in a second. Excellent.